let's let the robots do the work. What's the worst that could happen? Every business wants to know, did my ad work? When somebody sees my ad, did that encourage them to make a purchase? And that's one of the attractive things about digital advertising is when done correctly, you can plot from when somebody saw that ad all the way through to the purchase when done correctly. But digital advertising has been plagued with ad fraud. In other words, the ads you're paying for aren't actually being seen by people with eyeballs and money. Some of it can be attributed to Google and Facebook, YouTube, those entities just being negligent and sloppy with their reporting. The time and the days of giving digital a pass are over. It's time to grow up. It's time for action. A lot of it, though, can be attributed to out-and-out -out criminals, criminals who are making it appear that your ads are being seen by people when they're not. Malicious bots posing as you, viewing thousands of ads every day. These are highly sophisticated, organized criminals, and they are creating ever-evolving programs that mimic um, human behavior. Now, solving the problem has been put on the backs of the duopoly of Facebook and Google, but it also has to do with whether or not the person who's managing your digital advertising is paying attention and managing it properly. After a recent article from Forbes magazine came out, there was a pretty interesting conversation that was happening around the Wizards Roundtable, and you are going to get a chance to eavesdrop on that right now. With us today in Tucson, Arizona, is Dave Young. He was one of the original pioneers in getting businesses to blog more and put video on their sites, thus enhancing their SEO. In Guadalajara, Mexico, is Luis Castaneda, who is a digital expert who really pays attention to what's happening with businesses, and he's going to help explain how a business can make sure they're not being taken advantage of and what they should look for. And I'm Johnny Molson in Springfield, Illinois, and let's start at the start. Does digital advertising have a fraud problem? Uh, there is fraud, you know, I'm not a fraud denier, <laughs> but also I think fraud has existed, is not unique to uh, internet advertising. I come yeah. from the print, print media world and, you know, you have lots of stories of magazine being printed, but never distributed and things like that. Yes. So. In my opinion, most of the fraud is due to poor management. Uh, I wa uh, when I started selling advertising, I worked for a guy called Chris Lund, and he taught me that the responsibility to prove results is the from the publisher, not from the client. And this guy really make it very important for his business to prove value, to prove result to his clients. And I really think that is a, a key a important aspect of what, what I do. And I take it to the heart that I am responsible of showing my, my clients the value of internet advertising. Well, and I guess would it be fair to say that there is, you know, fraud is, is a pretty charged word. I would say some of that can be at least attributed to the fact that there are just uh, unattended bots that are hitting these websites that you know uh, Google and Facebook and the others don't don't know if it's a human or not. Um, and then there's then there's blatant fraud where they, people are just ticking the things up. So I, you know I think it's important to to know that distinction. But Luis, for a business owner, 
what should they be looking for that would say, wait a minute, something's not adding up here? Well, uh, in my experience, every advertising campaign needs to have an objective. Okay, so once you know what the objective is, obviously you need to make sure how do you measure the result? How do you know if it worked or not? And that will be the, the first step. Mm-hmm. Uh, second step is, okay, the follow-up. I try to, to use the Deming circle approach, plan, do, check, act. And I think most of us fail at the acting part, you know? We do the plan, we do the do, we do the check, but then it's like, oh, okay, I got the report, fine. Right. But you need to go to the details and make actions on that. And that's how I think you can find those peculiarities or those uh, outliers, okay? So I think it is important based on your objectives, you know, what is helping to reach the objective, what is not, or also based on your web traffic, which is in my case uh, the the medium that we use to capture uh, the leads or the the sales is to see, okay, which sources of uh, traffic are bringing results and which ones are behaving weird, you know? They only stay for one second, mm-hmm. you know, something's wrong. Either my site is wrong or something is wrong with the person that visited my site. So well, that's interesting. Okay, so so time spent on the site might be an indicator that you're getting hit by some bots. Is that fair? The, that, that's fair to say. That that will be one indicator. Or uh, as I mentioned before, look for outliers because maybe not even bots. You know, let's forget about the bots. Let's forget what is working and what is not. Because even if it is a, a valid website, you know, New York Times is sending traffic to my website, but it's not working. You know, it's not getting me leads. It's not getting people to download my white paper or to see my my video or, you know, they stay less time than anyone else. So you have to go after those signals and then, you know, regardless if it is a bot or not, start making decisions and no, I don't want to bring traffic from those sources. This this conversation started uh, on, on Facebook in our in our private group. Uh, discussing an article uh, in Forbes that talked about uh, like the headline said, when big brands stop spending on digital ads, nothing happened. Why? And it talked about Procter and Gamble, you know, they made the decision to, to shut off $200 million in their digital ad spend. And they saw no change in sales and Uber shut off 120 million in their, in their ad spend and didn't see any change, no drop in, in, um, meaningful numbers. Um, and it, it turns out that there's a, a whole lot of it was fraud. And I think Luis's point about it being mismanagement is very, it's a very valid point. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes some of these gigantic companies just have barrels of money that somebody's responsible for getting rid of <laughs> in some way, right? They're just like, Shovel it out the door because it's yeah. your budget and you have to spend it. And exactly. you end yeah. up making horrendous decisions. And if a, if a local business owner is not careful, um, I mean, there, there was a the one point in that article talks about somebody that um, was spending dollars um, in, even in their AdWords mm-hmm. on, um, on the, uh, what, what Google calls the, uh, the display network. 
right? Mm -hmm. So rather than, and, and, and the definition of that is that your ads are showing up on lots of other websites as opposed to just Google searches where there's obvious ads, right? Mm -hmm. So now your ads are showing up on who knows, right? Uh, and, and you can control that. You can actually go in and tell Google, no, let's not do that site. Let's not do that site. Let's not do this site. And I, I think this, the, the way the story went uh, was that um, she shut off the display network and her, her traffic dropped by um, you know, 118,000% or something like, I mean, a huge amount of her traffic was coming from the display network and her ads, but they weren't sticking around and they were all coming from Android devices. And so it was some form of bots clicking on those ads and coming to her website. They weren't, they were never going to be sales, right? It wouldn't matter what kind of landing page you had. Those clicks, uh, they're, they're not going to, turn into sales anyway. For me, the most important part is, you know, you have to test because it is so cheap to, to, to do a test, you know? You can run a one-week test and find out for yourself, you know? Okay, the guy on the article was right. It didn't work perfect. Now you can tell with proof, with facts, okay? David, sorry, it didn't work, but it may work. So you need to start digging, finding what is it that works for you and continue doing it and learn from that. Why is this working? How can I extrapolate this that is working into other areas? Right, Luis, you, you've said something a couple of times that I think is really interesting and I, I wanna make sure we um, expand on it a little bit is you have to have a clear understanding of what your objective is. Is part of the issue that businesses objective is I just want some clicks and people come to my website and they're, and they're not clear on, on the various things, the various levers that uh, digital can pull. There are two answers to that, Johnny, and, and that is a great question because, yes, I think many times, you know, I just want to do Google Ads because my competition is doing it and I don't mm -hmm. want to fall behind, okay? And in my opinion, the objective is very easy, you know? Do I want to get more leads? Do I want to make more sales? Do I want to get more calls? Do I want people to see my new video? Whatever. That will be your objective. But that's the first part. And as I mentioned before, the second part is how you're going to measure that objective. And also, that is something that I see a lot with my customers. You know, uh, I have a customer that was investing a lot of money trying to get leads, and they were not measuring yeah. the lead. You know, so uh, I was talking today to a Google uh, counselor that I have, and he was telling me that, uh, you know, if you don't have the measurement of the result, then how can you judge? And it is like playing uh, blindly, trying to yeah. put a stick on a map and finding Chicago, you know? It's impossible. So there are the, these are the two steps, okay? What is the objective? Make sure that it is objective. And second, make sure that you can measure it. Then you can tell, okay? And there is another aspect to that, that in, in the uh, internet world, uh, we call it conversions, Okay. But there is another one that is called micro-conversions, okay? So what is a micro-conversion is, okay, I didn't do the objective, you know? I didn't click for the lead. But what will be something else that you will be happy that the customer did on your website that puts him closer to making a lead, okay? So my objective is try to get the lead. I didn't get the lead, but they watched the video. They downloaded the white page. Okay, that's a micro-conversion. So you can, you can have like a second tier uh, judgment. 
okay, I'm not getting the conversions, but I am getting micro conversions. Okay, it's not that bad. Luis, that's that's so compelling that you know that small gap between I'm doing Google AdWords because I want people to come to my website, which isn't an objective. Coming to my website isn't necessarily an objective. Coming to my website to watch a video is an objective that you can that you can quantify, that you can measure, uh, and it actually is causing something to happen. And I, I think businesses probably really need to uh, uh, zero in on that concept and, and, and give some thought as to what, what is it you're trying to make happen with your AdWords. Right, because if you want to add another uh, layer to that, it's also many websites don't tell you what to do. You know, uh, there is a saying that if you don't tell me what you want from me, chances are that I will not do it. So I got to your website, it costs you. What do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Give me a call to send you a quote, you know, send us an email to uh, make an appointment. So mm-hmm. it's the call to action. So you, we need to have a clear call to action on the website so that it's going to help people say, oh, okay, you know, David wants me to send him an email to set up an appointment. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Okay. You know, um, our friends, uh, Jeffrey and Brian Eisenberg, um, years ago, this is early 2000s, the, the, the three questions that I, I think uh, every website needs to answer, um, this is, when, once you think about it, it's so obvious and, and it's something that they've been preaching for years and it's something that it's the lens that I always use when I'm looking at a website is who's on the site, what do you want them to do, and what do they need to know in order to do that thing that you want them to do. And the tricky part is that those first two questions and the third, uh, all three questions, um, have multiple answers. Who's on the site? Um, that, that can be a variety of people. It could, it could be an existing customer. It could be a prospective customer. It could be uh, one demographic or another. And then um, what do you want them to do? Microconversion? Or do we want them to jump all the way to the bottom of the gravity well and, and become a a full-paying customer. And I think the most important one is what do they need to know in order to do that? Like, what do they need to know about this video you want them to watch? Mm-hmm. What do you need them to know about how you're going to respond once they raise their hand and say, I want to do business with you, right? So um, if you use those three questions as, as sort of a lens, you can you can make great progress on making your ads work better just because your website's going to work better. It's going to, yeah. it's going to convert more um, wherever you're doing your ads. And that's whether it's an ad word or, or an ad that you mentioned there, the, the domain on the radio, right? It, it's going to do better if you answer those three questions or if you keep them in mind as you're, totally. as you're building it. And that's another great point, David, because, you know, this is a teamwork, you know, it's not only the advertising and it's not only the website. Is both of them working together because, mm-hmm. you know, I can have the best uh, advertising on radio, but if I fumble when I got the call, you know, no one answered, takes too long to answer, or the person is rude, no sales. And who are you going to blame? Oh, campaign didn't work. No, problem is inside. Absolutely. What would you recommend that a business looks for when they are hiring somebody to manage and watch over there? I mean, just short of calling Luis Castaneda, which is what they should do. Uh, but if, they, but what, what, what things would, would give a, a business owner an indication of, hey, this person is missing something? 
Well, uh, the integration between the advertising and the website. You know, okay, connect, connect the dots, yeah. Connecting the dots, that's that's the key. You know, making sure that, okay, he asked for my objective, okay, he understood my objective, he made sure that I am measuring my objective, he knows how to do it, and not only that, also connecting the dot of that objective to the Google Ads campaign, because the beauty of connecting the dots is the machine learning from Google. You know, Google has made a lot of progress with machine learning, and it is amazing all the magic that can happen once Google knows who are the ones that send you a lead. It's amazing. It works beautiful. So uh, you have to look for those little details. It's not only, okay, how much you want to spend, where you want to be, and which keywords. No, you know, that's basic. That's wasting your time uh, unless you only want traffic. But they need to understand your objective. They need to measure it, and they need to make sure that you can follow up with Google Ads, that objective. So uh, for me, those will be the, the key areas, people that want to understand what you are trying to achieve and make sure that they can measure it. For me, the way I see the internet and uh, what is important is it is cheap to, to test, it is cheap to experiment, it is cheap to try. So go out and try it. Worst thing can happen, it didn't work and fine, you know, you are done. But also uh, as uh, we, we mentioned before the, we started the, the, the table is the message is what is important. It's not the medium. You know, if you have a good message, if you have a coherent uh, strategy, the, the medium is not the important thing. You know, I, I would just circle back around to um, the Uber mm-hmm. situation. And I, I think mismanagement in, in terms of uh, one of the, one of the things we didn't talk about was the, the nature of the mismanagement that that caused them to lose millions in fraud was they weren't measuring success by the right metric, right? So, Luis, when you talk about are we measuring some kind of a micro conversion? Well, somebody at Uber thought that downloading their app was how to measure success when really measuring success for them would be are people paying for rides but they they put this metric on downloading apps and the company that they contracted with said oh, oh we're just judged on and paid on how many people we can get to download the Uber app regardless of whether they actually go for a ride and so that's where a lot of their fraud came from was these yeah. attribution fraud in in uh, other apps that would trick you into downloading the Uber app. And now the uh, the, the ad company got paid, ka-ching, because you downloaded the app, whether you used it or not, whether you had an account or not, you now downloaded the app. And so Uber's paying for that. And I, I think it was a, a huge um, case of, of they're measuring the wrong thing. And they're measuring something that, that that's not how they grew, right? That's not what made Uber Uber. It was the fact that you could go from the airport to your house or go from one bar to another or here to there. It wasn't about, I need an app. It was, I need a ride. Right. And uh, when they started measuring app downloads, that's, that's the wrong thing to measure. And you open yourself up to people just taking advantage of that. And that is a great point, David, because also there is a, a, you should always have a companion metric, you know? Mm, uh, it is that's like, a good point. You know, if I start, uh, you know, I'm going to pay my salespeople 
by the volume of sales they make this month. You know, chances are that they are going to offer a lot of discounts. You know, they are going to be a oh, 20% discount. Oh, I saw 10,000, another 10,000. And at the end of the month, I'm going to have a lot of sales, but with a huge discount. Mm. Okay, so that's why you need to have a companion metric. You know, okay, my goal, make more sales this month. But, you know, we need to have at least this profit. Okay, so going back to Uber, okay, let's assume that they wanted to grow based on the number of downloads. Perfect. Let's have a companion metric is download with at least one trip. Yeah. Okay, then that's a customer. Yeah, we're not going to pay you if the download that you got us doesn't spend some money on a ride. Luis and Dave and a whole host of digital experts at Wizard of Ads are worth getting to know because we are paid when ads work and when businesses succeed. We're not paid on which media we buy. All we're interested in is did the thing do what we thought it was going to do? If you'd like to get in touch with us, here are some emails that you should know and here are some other videos that are worth looking at.